Hello, you're listening to The Raytheal Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shario, who's protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 13, the Archangel is writing about how to guide souls who have turned their backs to the Lord. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Aria's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. Hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael Letter Number 13, The Way Back. Most beloved Shariel, I am deeply grieved by your last letter, as I am sure you are as well. I cannot express my sadness over the fact that Sarah has turned her heart away from God and is now turning to live according to the, the desires of her heart. Certainly those desires are good, but now that she has sought them apart from God's law, she will be met with great misery and sadness. You will notice that she will struggle with what she will call anxiety and depression, and she will dismiss her feelings as a result of those psychological conditions. While the psychological states of anxiety and depression may arise for any number of reasons, in this case, these symptoms are a result of her life decision to violate the laws of God. Unfortunately, it is not uncommon that God's children will leave the church or abandon Christ's law in their hearts on account of the teachings on sexual immorality. You will notice that humans do not typically leave the church for other heresies, such as the heresy of docetism, in which Christians falsely believe that Christ only seemed to have a human body. No, Christians are not often bothered by that teaching. But when they are told that sexually they are not allowed to do something, then they are infuriated. This is because these teachings directly impact a very personal and vulnerable part of their lives, and because of their freedoms in that aspect of their life is being limited. These Christians often forget who Jesus really is. They imagine he is a nice friend who loves them and wants them to do whatever they want to make themselves happy. He is their dear friend. And he does love them, and he wants more than anyone else to make them truly happy. But what they are forgetting is that Christ is also their King and their Lord. In his mercy, he is patient with humans, and he will forgive them if they repent. But if they remain in their pride and disobedience, they will not go unpunished. But in our God, who is love and mercy itself, every punishment is a mercy, and every chastisement an act of love. 
Thus, even from the first moment of their turning, God will punish them and lead them back to him. Quote, For the Lord disciplines the one who he loves, and he chastises every son he receives. Hebrew 12, 6. Angelic High Command has delineated the following military strategy to save God's children from the clutches of the enemy. This has been so named, quote, the way back. It is the companion to the luminous way, consisting also of five stages, which a soul will follow to be led back to God. The first stage is called the stage of divine withdrawal. As I have mentioned, the Lord in his goodness has become his work in Sarah, even when she first turned away from him by withdrawing his presence from her. From this, she will experience deep depression and anxiety as she continues to pursue the desires of her heart and violate God's law. Her emptiness will grow deeper. This is because God's very law is written on her body. And every time she violates the law with her body in this particular way, her body reminds her of it. Her very body yearns to speak the truth of love that it was designed to speak from before the foundations of the world. In the second stage, called the stage of restlessness, God will make it impossible for Sarah to be happy. She will seek after peace in her new relationship, but she will never find peace. Slowly, God will wear down her pride, and she will wander throughout her life with a heart filled with perpetual exhaustion. This third stage is not necessary, but it is often necessary for God's most stubborn children. This is called the stage of humiliation. Thus, if she persists in her pride, God will greatly humiliate her in a drastic moment in her life by allowing some great evil to befall her. This stage will be the most grievous for you and for God, because you will be ordered by your superior to stand back and allow the enemy to attack her and inflict pain upon her. This may be in the form of a car accident or some new disease or the destruction of a good friendship. I cannot say what it will be for Sarah, but you will be told before that day. Write to me on that day and I will come and pray desperately for her soul. This is my primary mission after all to console those in pain, and to bring healing to the brokenhearted. After this begins the fourth stage of the divine appointment. When at last she has been humbled, if her heart is open to God's grace, she will slowly realize the consequences of her own life choices. Then, on this fourth stage, you will be ordered to help orchestrate some divine appointment. You will help coordinate the discovery of some new book on Christian faith, or you will lead some person into her life to speak truth to her. The fifth and final stage is called 
the stage of conversion. If the fear of the Lord is in her, she will see his hand in the humiliation and in the divine appointment. She will see that God has had mercy upon her, leading her back to him. Then she will turn back to him, and as the Lord himself said through his holy prophet, quote, Behold, I allure her and lead her to the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Hosea 2.14 Then, as he consoles her, she will again begin to conform her heart to his law. And I, too, may visit you to help console her. She will begin to reflect upon her life, and God will reveal to her the consequences of all her many actions. She will see that much of her unnecessary suffering was because of her own proud and selfish actions. And instead of bringing her anger or pain, this knowledge will bring her joy, for she will understand that God's law brings freedom rather than enslavement. She will at last know that it brings peace rather than restlessness. So take hope, dear Shariel. I know how much this must grieve you, but know that God does have a plan. Submit a request for reinforcements, and I am sure it will be given. Do not be afraid. Sarah is not yet lost, and we will not let her go without a fight. Be assured of my prayers, dear Shariel. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Way Back. In it, we learned about the stages by which God leads us back to him. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions, which you can find in the show notes or on my website. I'll encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them. I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So, if that's the case, then, as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers, perhaps saying them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do. Pray. Without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is this spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? 
Do I feel a lack of God's peace and joy in my life? Are there any behaviors that I am doing in my life that are against His law? What teachings of Christ or of His church are very difficult for me to live with? Jesus, please change my heart to be conformed with the truth of how I am meant to live. What is something that Jesus, my King, is asking of me today? Is he asking me to love others around me? Or is he asking me to trust him with all my concerns? Is he asking me to conform my heart to his law? Is he asking me to be diligent with my responsibilities? Or is he simply asking me to rest from my labors? Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection, and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule.